Honestly, I'm recording because I don't feel really good in my gut right now, and um, I'm going to talk about how I'm feeling because that's the premise of this show is, is the highs and the lows of the journey, and today's one of those lows. Um, I, I have to let somebody go today, and I feel horrible, and... Bobby the human feels horrible. Bobby the business person knows it's the right decision for the business. And here's the thing, and this is why Bobby the business person feels okay. Um, <laughs> I did I did everything I could on my end as the person in charge to lay down the expectations communicate the expectations, keep an open line of feedback, and I addressed issues as they came up. So there there was times that I chalk things up to miscommunication. Now just to under to give you a kind of context, I've had seven seven people with me, six people with me really from the start or seven. I think seven. Anyway, and this is one of the original people. And one of the things that I do, for example, is a quarterly meeting with my team. So one mandatory meeting every three months. It's the only time I say it's mandatory. Obviously, we schedule other meetings, but even those are very infrequent because my team is on a 13-hour different time zone. So... That being said, the last quarterly meeting, the employee didn't show up. And I addressed it in the background and re-established my expectations that I'm I know I'm fair. If you're if you don't think I'm fair, tell me now. And and I didn't get feedback that it was unreasonable to ask for mandatory participation once every three months. And I asked, are you committed? Do you want to work here? Are you committed to showing up when I ask you to show up? And they made a commitment to me. And now we had a meeting scheduled today that I know that the employee knew about. They sent a confirmation email that clearly stated the time. I mean, the technology sorts through the time difference, so it wasn't a misunderstanding. And they jump on the call an hour after the meeting was supposed to begin and text me, I'm here. Well, that's nice. But I made sure I was home in time today. I actually blew off helping one of my friends with something because I had a commitment because I respected her time in the appointment. And that's how that's how you have to operate to get things done. So so that's the business side of me. I feel good about the way I handled it because I handled it the way I'd want to be treated. Like if you know the expectations, then it's up to you, right? Like when you're in this working relationship to meet the expectations. Otherwise, it shouldn't be a surprise that you no longer are employed. And then there's freaking human Bobby, right? And she's just feels bad. But 
she also knows she'll get over this because that's what human Bobby does. Um, I'm, I'm literally recording this 10 minutes after sending the message, letting her know that she no longer could work for me. Um, so the emotions are running high, but I need to remember this. I need to remind myself of this. And then I also wanted to share it with you. You know, it's okay to feel bad as a human being if you have to make the right business decision. And actually, I'm I'm here to encourage you to make the right business decisions. What What are they? And to remind you that you have some onus in this too. If you're a business owner... It's your responsibility to know, to have expectations, right? And to know what they are and to communicate them clearly. And it's your responsibility to make sure that your staff feels safe and comfortable communicating with you. And then when mistakes happen or mess ups happen, it's your responsibility to address them immediately, as soon as possible, so that your teammates can get the information they need to correct the actions for the future. So as long as you do that, you know, they have the opportunity to fix it. I mean, everybody makes mistakes. We're not perfect. And and this isn't about mistakes. This was an I overslept. And what that tells me is if you overslept, that this was not a priority. Like if I... <laughs> and I've done this before, right? If I have an early meeting or something, I almost don't sleep that night be- because I don't want to be late. You know, just like kind of when you go to catch an airplane, right? Like the nights before a flight, I never rest because I don't ever want to miss a plane. There's no take backs. There's no oversleep, hold up the plane. Well, that's what happens in this case, right? I can't hold up my business because I didn't have another hour and a half to give her starting an hour later. It just, it didn't work. I have another meeting. So business Bobby, you know, has to stay true to this. And and like I said, human Bobby, actually, as I talk myself, this is what I do on my other show. So bear with me as I talk myself through this. So human Bobby needs to remember that she's going to feel much better because what was happening was I now didn't trust this person to ever show up on time or to be there when I needed her to be there. So so now business Bobby has or human Bobby has to remember like, OK, it's going to feel good when you know you're getting on a call and the other person is there and they're there on time and they're ready to receive what you're giving and work with you. Like that's what human Bobby needs. She needs a team she can count on in that way. And I'll, I'll know that tomorrow when I wake up and I know that the stress of the last couple months since, since the first missed meeting in this, you know, uh, this is a very key person too to my business. So that's also scary, right? And I want to, I want to make that point as well. If, if you have someone that is the only person who can do certain things for your business, don't you you can't hang on to them just for that reason. We'll talk about, I'm sure in, in some of my other shows that the planning piece and having the backups is very important. It may cost you a little extra on the front end to maybe have two people with the same skill set or to have cross training, but it's crucial because let's say that we were mid project, which oh by the way, we were 
a couple very important big projects. And now there's no one to fill that gap. You're hurting yourself. And the cost of what I can lose by not having these projects completed is going to be way more costly than it would have been if I was paying someone all along with that same skill set. Now, it was a it was a mutual decision. My partner and I, as far as not having a second person, we didn't think that the volume of work was there, and it was it was a calculated, thought through decision. Um, it's kind of one that. As I share my mistakes, I, I should have been a little bit more hard-pressed to get a second person um, in this case. So take this as, as a, a Bobby Blunder. How about we call that that? Yeah. Bobby Blunders. That's what we'll call my learning curve stuff. So learn from my Bobby Blunder of not having a backup already trained and prepared. Now, mind you, I'm not in horrible shape because I already have interviews that are planned for two days from now when I record this, and it'll be okay. In worst case scenario, I would have to do some of the work myself, which is not preferred, but I can do it. So, yeah. So those are my thoughts on this, and and I'm already feeling better as I talk through it. And, you know, I, I, I digest what I'm feeling right now. And that's why I'm the recovering entrepreneur, right? That's <laughs> because I'm, I'm still learning about me and how I handle and process my emotions. That's something that the gift of recovery has given me. And this is how it translates into work. Uh, it translates into life and relationships otherwise, too, which hopefully the more we get to know each other, the more you'll see how those dots can get connected. So if I was the old Bobby with her, I call it an attitude, if I was that old Bobby, I might not have, I don't know, I might not have set the expectations, right? Because I, I could have been lazy because I was thinking about gambling or I might not have been a good communicator, or one of the things that has been part of my character flaws, I guess, and defenses is that I could be passive aggressive or sarcastic. And I would have handled this situation a whole lot different. Now, granted, we all know I wouldn't be here if I was still gambling, but this would have been handled very different if I had my gambling mindset and my attitude on. So today I am going to say farewell on a note of gratitude, gratitude that I can see this stuff, gratitude that there are people out there that want to work and do a good job and that will align with my company and my mission and how I run my organizations. So I can be really grateful for this experience, just like I'm grateful to be here knowing that there's some of you out there that need to hear this message today. Y- you need to. And and this comes from, I'm not going to tell you that it's like easy and you get it overnight. And there's definitely some learning mistakes. I was fortunate enough in my career to manage teams that were as big as, you know, 60 people in, in one particular instance. Um, not that it's really about the numbers, but depending on the different jobs and stuff that you're hiring for, you learn you know, just like with interviewing, you learn the right questions to ask that align with your business. And and honestly, 
Oh, God, I want to go down a rabbit hole on interviewing, but I'm not going to. Okay. So anyway, so luckily experience has taught me to not settle. There was there was times in my career when I settled, you know, there's actually jokes about hiring for heartbeat, you know, like if someone has a heartbeat, okay, you're hired. And, and that's not good for anyone. It's just not. Get a good caliber of people. Unfortunately or fortunately, depending on how you want to look at it, the world we're living in today allows us to have a choice. I mean, there's a lot more people looking for jobs than there are jobs to be had, right? Like that's the current state. And it's as unfortunate as it is, what do they call it um, in real estate? Like a buyer's market and a seller's market. And we are definitely in the the seller's market, the employer's market right now where we can pick the best of the best. And that's what you need to do to make your business thrive. Otherwise, you're going to be handling personnel things all the time. And the other thing that this does, not that, um, not that this is the main reason, but and I'm a believer, like even though most of my team is independent contractors, it's I still believe in the HR ethics that I'm comfortable with. Like no one will know why, um, you know, no one on my team necessarily will know the who, the why, the details about this because it's not their business. However, they'll know that she's not present in the projects or in the meetings anymore and that kind of sets the tone that we don't settle. And that's just as important. They need to know that we, we stand by our words when we make a decision. And that's just another variable in this sense. So that's what I got today, guys. I appreciate you hearing me out. I hate, I hate this feeling. I know this feeling will go away. And... I know that it's a good lesson to share with you because I think that anyone who's ever had a hire or staff, whether for themselves or others, we all started at that ground zero when we didn't know how to hire and staff. And that can get us in a lot of trouble. And that's a big reason why we created um, our agency was because people don't know how to interview and hire for long-term success. You know, we think that we just need a body and that, that that fixes the problem. And that doesn't fix the problem. It can create so many more problems. So that's what I got for you. All right, beautiful people. Thank you for letting me download you. I really appreciate it. You get what you